The Chicago White Sox were swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks this past weekend in a season full of disappointment. This was a new low for the White Sox. The Sox limped into their off day as the injuries continue to pile up. And besides getting angry, there does not seem to be an answer at the managerial level for how to change course. Fire Tony Chance highlighted the weekend series, as did a sell-the-team sign on Saturday. If the Sox still think they have a chance at postseason play, there needs to be immediate change on the south side. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, especially after this past weekend. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The White Sox can get angry, they can get mad, but there needs to be actual production if they want to turn things around. A poor pitching and stagnant offense were an easy stage for a sell-the-team sign, and the Chicago White Sox were swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes, our state of the Sox, not good. Sox are 63 and 65. They are five games back in the AL Central, uh, chasing, of course, the Cleveland Guardians. There are 34 games left in the season. Our White Sox were swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, it was a lifeless effort. We're going to get through all of the games. Sox are now 17 and 19 in the second half of the season. This was the easy schedule we were being told by so many experts and you know, I really feel like these teams that we've played in the second half, they're they're beatable. Nothing against these teams. It's just the the Sox, our White Sox have been that bad. Uh inept, uh disorganized. Uh it almost doesn't seem like they want to be there anymore and this past uh, weekend series absolutely disheartening. Uh, coming on, coming right after a gut-wrenching loss uh, on Thursday to the Baltimore Orioles, I thought for sure uh, this team would come back home, have some life. Uh, you got Cueto and Cease on the mound in this series. Uh, big crowds came out, gorgeous weather, uh, and they just fell flat. Uh, gave up the lead, didn't even show up for a, a couple of the games. It was a really sad situation. Um, we're going to talk about the collapse on Saturday and the sell the team banner that you probably either saw if you were at the game. Uh, maybe you uh, heard about it on social media. It was definitely covered in some national newspapers and publications. 
and then, of course, uh, being swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks and spoiling uh, a, a really solid C's performance. Uh, I know he gave up a couple home runs, but boy, they were solo home runs. Uh, how did we get here? Uh, how are we two games under 500 in a year that we were supposed to be uh, not only easily winning the AL Central, uh, but having World Series uh, aspirations? Uh, now floundering here on August 29th. Uh, there's a path, you know, we still have four more against the Cleveland guardians and, uh, you know, we've got the Royals coming up, but the Royals, you know, took three or four from us, uh, not too long ago. Uh, they, they play tough. I, I just don't see the life in this team watching this team this past weekend against the diamondbacks, not only in person, but also on TV and listening as well on ESPN 1000. Um, it's just, it feels like they've given up. I don't know if they believe anymore. And uh, I, I get the message from Larusa, uh, anger, and we're going to take that and we're going to change our mentality and we're going to almost create and manifest our own destiny. Uh, but, you know, words are nothing. I, I need to start seeing absolute action. Uh, I was at the game uh, on Friday and uh, it, it was sad. It was a sad situation. Just about, you know, uh, I didn't even get to my seats and it was like six nothing uh, already. And, you know, Cueto is going to have one of those clunkers. But boy, the offense did not show up at all. Something about the first game of a series. Well, it continued throughout uh, this series. After Friday's uh, pathetic loss, Tony LaRussa on the White Sox getting booed off the field. Uh, after they finished that game. Uh, this is what LaRusa had to say. There ain't no free lunch. It's a two-way relationship. They support you and you've got to give back. So we've got to do more about giving back. Uh, he's just saying this now, folks, late in August. I think it's, yeah, it's time you start giving back giving back to us. Uh, 33,000 plus on Friday, uh, 25, 26,000. Saturday and Sunday, uh, folks are still trying to believe in this team, uh, but you got to give us something to believe in. Uh, after Saturday's loss uh, and the sacks falling under 500, this is what LaRusa had to say. Worst thing you can do is get frustrated and depressed, discouraged, get angry, do something about it tomorrow. That's the message. Get some adrenaline pumping and get back to even. Uh, well, the adrenaline was not there early on. Uh, no surprise with the Sunday lineup that Tony LaRusa put out there. Uh, of course, Sox lost to the Diamondbacks 3-2 to two on Sunday afternoon. This was the lineup that Cease uh, had backing him up. Uh, Romy Gonzalez, Harrison Abreu, Vaughn Sheets, Pollock, Andrus Engel, and Zavala. Again, that was an August 28th in the year 2022 lineup. Sacks missing Tim Anderson, Mancada, Robert, Aloy, and Grandal, of course, uh, from that lineup. We would see Aloy pinch hit eventually and Robert pinch run. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, LaRusa said uh, Aloy Jimenez did have sore legs. Uh, Sacks resting him on Sunday and taking advantage of the off day on Monday with hopes he'll be good for Tuesday. Uh, tough for him to miss today, LaRusa said. It would be foolish to push. 
This coming from the man that saw Luis Robert swing with one hand for parts of two games and allowed Michael Kopech to start a game in Kansas City after clearly having leg issues during warmups. Odd choice of words there from LaRusso. How about that offense for the Chicago White Sox? Boy, ground balls and double plays uh, most of the game with a few base hits sprinkled in on Sunday. After four innings, two hits, zero runs, a couple of walks, five strikeouts, five ground outs, uh, one fly out, and they hit into a double play. A sixth inning, the Sox showed some life. A single from Abreu doubled by Vaughn down the right field line. Sheets with a sack fly to score Abreu with two outs. Pollock hits one off the pitcher to score Andrew Vaughn. Sacks took a 2-1 lead. Ninth inning, uh, they need one to tie. Uh, Ground out, double from Andrews. Aloy comes in to pinch hit. Sore legs or no sore legs, he walks. Robert comes in to pinch run. And then the legend, Larry Garcia, pinch hits for Zavala, who has been swinging a very hot bat. And if anything, he can get on on base with a walk. We've seen that. The legend strikes out. Uh, Then Gonzalez struck out to end things uh, in the ninth. Um, How did we get here with pitching? Boy, you know, Dylan sees uh, very average his last few starts. Houston and Baltimore, seven earned runs in a total of 10 and a thirds inning pit, innings pitch. Um, he, he, had, he had a master class going for a long period of time on Sunday. And, I, and I, I get it. He gave up two solo home runs. The eighth inning solo home run, not a good time for it, but still just two runs. He pitched really well, had an easy one, two, three inning off the get-go. That breaking ball was working. Second inning, he did give up that first solo home run. But after five innings of work, only one hit, and it was that solo home run, one earned run, a walk, five strikeouts, only 63 pitches. So keeping that uh, pitch total in check. Uh, Fast forward to the seventh inning, uh, earned – Entered the inning, I'm sorry, with a one-run lead and had retired the last 13 Arizona batters. Only 73 pitches on his arm. Uh, Then with help from Josh Harrison at third, he got a 1-2-3 inning. Uh, Still just one hit from Arizona. Again, this was at the end of the seventh. And then the eighth, not a good time for it. Cease gave up his second uh, solo home run of the game, and it was tied at two at that uh, point. Dylan C's final line, eight innings pitch, two hits, two earned runs, a walk, eight strikeouts, two solo home runs, his ERA 2.270 through 103 pitches. Ninth inning, Kendall Graveman, the big offseason acquisition in the bullpen, issued a leadoff walk and eventually gave up a two-out RBI hit uh, where that leadoff walk scored. Arizona took a 3-2 lead, and that's how it remained. You are frustrated. I am frustrated. We want change. I'm going to tell you why fan displeasure has only just begun. More on that in a moment. Are you one of those people that thinks it's okay to drive stoned? Uh, What's the worst thing that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. Not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. 
If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. So let's go to Saturday's game, uh, which was another just gut punch. But prior to this game, uh, we learned that Lance Lynn was put on the bereavement list and that Yoan Mankata was placed on the 10-day IL with a strained left hamstring. Uh, we saw what was happening in Baltimore. Uh, he was flashing some leather, leather but uh, at a couple moments in that final game, uh, he had some issues with his legs, unfortunately, and uh, he landed on the 10-day. Uh, the Sox reinstated the legend Lurie Garcia, and they recalled Davis Martin, and he, of course, pitched on Saturday. Also, we got word that Jake Berger will be out a few weeks with a non-displaced left wrist fracture after being hit by a pitch. So uh, a lot of folks wondering, you know, with uh, Mankata being out, where's Jake Berger? Maybe we can get some power from him uh, while he was dealing with some injuries of his own uh, in the minor league system. Uh, Saturday, I had an opportunity as a season ticket holder to uh, get out to the batting practice for the White Sox. Of course, this is not open to the public. It used to be a long, long time ago. Uh, other teams allow uh, fans to see the home batting practice, but the White Sox have not done this for a long period of time. Uh, but I was able to get out there and uh, and show up ahead of time and uh, check that out. Uh, I'm I'm not making this stuff up. I saw about 20 minutes of White Sox batting practice, and I saw only one home run, and that was Gavin Sheets. I saw a lot of line drives. I saw a lot of ground balls. I saw some warning track stuff. So I obviously witnessed what has been happening in real game action. Sox, of course, lost to the Diamondbacks on Saturday, 10 to five. Davis Martin got the start, and he had a rough start. Uh, three innings, four hits, four earned runs, four walks, two strikeouts. Joe Kelly, another big offseason acquisition uh, for the bullpen. Uh, boy, he almost can't get out of his own way. Uh, between not being able to stay healthy and command issues, uh, Joe Kelly has been a rough experiment on the south side. He was hit by a line drive and left the game. Before he did, he gave up two hits, three earned runs, a walk, and did not record an out. His ERA sits at 7.00. Uh, Sox offense uh, had something going early on, a three-run home run uh, by Gavin Sheets. Uh, and again, the only player I saw to hit a home run during the batting practice uh, was Gavin Sheets. Uh, Sox gave all of those runs back and then some. Top of the second included three walks, a catcher's interference, Carlos Perez getting an opportunity behind the plate on Saturday, a pass ball, and five runs. Sox offense on Saturday, five runs, seven hits, two extra base hits, a walk, eight strikeouts, Sacks were three for five with runners in scoring position. Uh, and Aloy was running to first with a bat in his hand uh, toward the end of the game. Uh, I love that Scott Pitsenik in the post game made comments of that, of, of what are you doing? Uh, that ball could have found the grass. You needed to be on second base if it did. It's a critical situation in the game. Uh, and he managed to run all the way to the bag with a bat in his hand. That's where we're at right now. Uh, here on August 29th, 2022. 
Uh, it just doesn't seem like the players are there all the way. They, I just don't. And, and who's keeping them in line? Who is keeping, where's the checks and balances? It, hopefully LaRusse is saying something, but I, I don't know if I believe that. I, I just don't believe that. Uh, there was a sell the team banner. I don't know if you saw this uh, at the game on Saturday. It was all over social media. Some folks in the outfield uh, unveiled it and they moved around throughout the stadium. Uh, there were also some fire Tony chants uh, towards the end of the game, but that's been happening quite a bit. Uh, the sell the banner thing, uh, you know, the frustration is starting to to boil over. And I feel like it's just the beginning. I think you're going to get more of this uh, as, as you know, we, we enter uh, into September if the Sox continue to play the way they've been playing. And I, I right now, I don't see how they change. You know, like I, I don't see, I, I have hope, you know, but that's all that is, is just hope. I need to start seeing some tangible evidence that they are making changes. There's a different approach. There's a different attitude. We saw it briefly against Detroit and then two games against Houston, but then it completely uh, fizzled out. So I get the sell the team banner. I think it's great. You want to voice your opinion. You're a paying customer. I can't believe SAC security took it away. What a bad look. What a very bad look. Thin skin uh, organization. Uh, and it starts at the top with Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, there needs to be a lot of change with this team. It's not just managerial. It's not just you know GM or president. It's ownership. There needs to be a cleaning of the house. And you're starting to see it now with fans and, and the unrest. Uh, and it's because of the results, as simple as that. Uh, what happened to Johnny Cueto uh, this past Friday, I'm going to tell you why 33,000 plus were just thankful it was Elvis night. More on that in a moment. Friday night, uh, it was the start of the series, uh, and that re- really set the tone. Sox lost to the Diamondbacks 7-2 to on Friday. I was uh, in attendance with my good friend, uh, Pat Hester, who was also my co-host on the weekly White Sox podcast, Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, he has been a guest on Lockdown a few times. We have been friends for over 20 years, uh, and it's great to get to a game uh, with a good friend of yours, uh, you know, catch up. And and we unfortunately saw a lifeless White Sox team. And it, I mean, the Sox were buried almost before we got to our seats. Uh, Johnny Cueto had a rough one. It was a gorgeous night. It was Elvis night, uh, well attended. Uh, and, and it was fireworks night, too. And I think people just wanted to have a good time. Elvis night is always well attended. But, you know, there's just something about coming off of a rough loss to Baltimore on Thursday. You're coming back home. And, you know, you can really set the tone for a nice weekend. And it just, man, it didn't go that way at all. Cueto went five innings, five hits, seven earned runs, uh, two walks, four strikeouts, a couple of home runs. His ERA is now at 2.98. Banks and Ruiz out of the bullpen, four innings, only one hit, zero earned runs, a walk, uh, four strikeouts. A Sacks offense on Friday night, two runs, six hits, three extra base hits, three walks. They struck out three times. 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position, but Zavala was two for four. And Zavala's been playing really well. I have liked what I've seen out of Zavala. He gets on base, he walks. We saw it in the Baltimore series. He can hit for power. 
I just thought it was an odd move replacing him for Lurie Garcia in Sunday's game late in that game. Uh, Friday night, we also saw a hometown boy, Alec Thomas, a Mount Carmel grad, center fielder for Arizona Diamondbacks. He's the son of former strength and conditioning coach Alan Thomas. Uh, and boy, he put on a performance out in center field. Defensively, that Arizona team, uh, they played uh, head and shoulders above the White Sox. But then again, you have to understand the Sox have uh, outfielders that aren't really outfielders, that are just trying to do their best, I guess, uh, you know, to save face. Uh, unbelievable defense by Alec Thomas and uh, set the tone for the weekend on the south side. Uh, White Sox entered an off day uh, with more questions than answers. And honestly, I don't think there's a lot of fight left in them. Uh, I hope they prove me wrong, but it is August 29th. And during a season where the Sox were supposed to be World Series contenders, they are two games under 500 and five back in the Central with 34 games to play. Folks, I really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor passion and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on mlb on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts coming up in the next episode i will try to make sense of how the Sox got to where they are and what to expect against kansas city on tuesday really appreciate you making time for the lockdown white Sox podcast I'm Nick Morawski, and until next time, go Sox!